Hello and welcome to episode 30 of the Deeper Current podcast. I am your host, Hannah Ruth Dyson, founder of Soul Sea Gathering and Women Change World. And wow, episode 30, I feel so, um, yeah, so blessed, so grateful for this beautiful journey so far. Um, thank you so much once again for your beautiful messages and comments and feedback every step of this journey. It's really fed this podcast and I'm just so grateful to be in your ears and, and exploring life together with you. And um, many of you have like shared that you love this kind of format, this kind of free talking, free flow Um sort of format that's definitely a little bit more you know rough and ready around the edges like you know no real intro or outro or adverts or anything that's kind of normally involved with a podcast but just this kind of <laughs> sitting and down and showing up um, each week and just being able to express whatever's moving through speaking through different themes different topics been a beautiful wild ride so far I feel like we've journeyed so far together and I it's so interesting to be on my own personal journey of course of becoming you know constantly we're constantly becoming 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 it's like never ends and to share as I go and sometimes I'm questioning like maybe I should hold back some stuff maybe I don't need to share everything but very much the original intention of this podcast was to just be exactly who I am, just um, sharing whatever comes through um, week by week and just trusting that journey and that process and uh, yeah, just trying to give more to, um, you know, the courses and the offerings that I, I teach and talk about with Soul Sea Gathering and Women Change World, the courses we have there. Um, being able to just share what it actually looks like in person, behind the scenes and lived um, day to day and how it shapeshifts and transforms and how it's also constantly evolving. Um, this is my way of adding voice and um, expression and experience to um, those teachings and those offerings. So yeah, I love it. I really love it. And I am grateful also for this very simple setup because it it means that I can just show up every week and it's not too big a, um, you know, drain on time or, or space. Like the more complex it gets, the more, you know, time it takes and the more intention. And I definitely am preparing more in that way for the Soul Sea Gathering podcast that's going to come out um, soon. <laughs> the episodes um, we've already recorded are out on the Soul Seed House so if you're a resident or if you're a member, you can access it there first. But um, yeah, the episodes will also be released to the public soon. But I want to create a little bit more of a professional podcast with that one in terms of um, the sort of all the all the bells and whistles and so on. But allowing for that also to take time, its own time, you know, its own timeline, trusting this journey. Um, it's so interesting it's so beautiful it just constantly full of surrender and then also showing up and being called to the occasion rising to the occasion getting out of my comfort zone and just 
yeah, constantly expanding and um, growing and then releasing and just moving through these cycles again and again. Um, it's, yeah, it never, the this life journey is never short of wonder. It's just this beautiful beautiful journey and last week if you picked up on it I said I was going to be sharing a a recorded interview conversation with my friend this week but uh, as fate would have it on Thursday when we were meant to record I had intense jaw and ear pain and she was also um, hearing a lot of construction going on around her house so we just trusted the timing wasn't quite right and I'm just hoping in the next couple of weeks then um, you'll be able to tune into that conversation because um, I feel, yeah, super excited. I love conversations, um, but again, it, it is a lot more work <laughs> with setup and organizing and just aligning and um, and then also for post-production, it's a little bit more work editing and making sure it sounds good. So um grateful for them and then also just allowing for the spaces in between when it's just a solo episode and just again coming into this easy um natural way of just sharing and communicating with you and I I've been on such a journey it's like such a wild ride I've had basically this on and off earache for um over a month now and recently, just the last couple of weeks, um, I've realized it's actually very much connected to my jaw. I think I mentioned that last week. Uh, so everything that I was doing to treat the ear wasn't really um, working. It would feel like a relief in the short term and then it would come back. And yeah, I realized, you know, I really need to figure out my jaw because I've had, um, you know, TMJ teeth grinding like discomfort with my jaw since I was 16 and it's very common with women I was told by my dentist at age 16 oh yeah this is just something you have for life so I just kind of accepted it and just kind of ignored it um it's not been until the last four years that I've been really trying to release it and experimenting it's um I actually had a friend a couple of days ago share that like she had the same and it wasn't until she cut out gluten in her diet that it completely disappeared um which is fascinating and so I'm, I'm experimenting with that now I'm not eating gluten and seeing if that helps because I'm ready at this point to do anything <laughs> and um yeah it's been beautiful actually I was, I've been turning more towards my physical body as, of course being pregnant I'm very aware of my physical body and all of its changes right now but in general thinking and and, and tuning more into the physical um, it definitely started as I was starting to plan for these retreats, um, these new offerings called Medicine is Our Nature. We had to uh, postpone the first one and, and the rest because, of course, of the pandemic. It was uh, right before we were about to start our first one. But uh, yeah, it helped me begin to, to look at that because I know fasting and cleansing, um, you know, sometimes just eating fresh fruit um sometimes just teas or here it's like a really popular fast to do coconut water and it feels amazing i don't know it's like a uh, it's it's so beautiful once you're like 
get past the initial, you know, discomfort or um, resistance because you're so used to eating food. Um, maybe by day three, you just start to feel incredible. It's like the amount of energy that starts to move through the body. Your brain feels really alert, like, and you just have this sense like, oh, I'm just going to keep going and going and going. And it becomes also a little bit addictive, coconut water, fresh coconut water here. We call it pipa. It's like young coconuts, um, give the best water. And yeah, it becomes a little bit addictive, like, you just, yeah, you're just like craving that that next one again and again. But it's a beautiful way of just realigning. And I got the, you know, the intuition, the vision to start holding these every seasonal change as that is also just a beautiful way to shift into, you know, the new seasonal energy. You know, you hear me talk about that a lot with Women Change World. We work with the seasons and we work with those energies because it just helps to keep moving and keep sh like shape shifting and moving through the cycles and you know coming from an idea to a com to completion it feels so fulfilling to really move through that full spectrum of experience but uh yeah so to to actually physically do a process of ceremony and, and connection to the jungle um was what it's all about and then I began exploring, of course, if I'm going to hold this more and more, um, like how to yeah, support the physical body and support, obviously, I mean, my expertise are more in the emotional, spiritual realms. Um, and so I actually was grateful that this first, you know, retreat was postponed because I realized as soon as it did, I mean, I felt, <laughs> I felt a little bit like, you know, all the air deflated from the balloon because it just you you just put so much energy into the planning and preparing for an event and then when things don't go um to plan it feels very <laughs> um deflating but then I immediately also received all the wisdom and the gifts because I realized okay I actually want to work with someone who is very much within that um health uh deep health and um, cleansing and, and, you know, connected to the body and all those things, um, nutrition. And it's just so funny because I have uh, a beautiful friend here and she's like beyond, beyond the perfect person. And it's just so naturally coming together now. It's like magic. It's like, okay, I don't even have to talk about it. It's like, it's happening. Like, you know, it's just, and she's definitely a friend here where we don't even need to explain things. We're just like somehow mind reading and, and tuning in and just aligned. And it, it's like beautiful because we've been, especially since this, quarantine just connecting deeper and deeper and deeper and so again this is coming through um, naturally and this is what I love about intention and awareness and um, you know visions and dreams they can just slowly start to materialize without you needing to do 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 or like put out put out put out or like force or push anything and I'm constantly having to remind myself okay just surrender because things do have their right timing um, and allow like allow 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 like where am I blocking where am I like you know restricting the flow holding back um, resisting and so on and so like you know creating a dam within the flow so beautiful to just start to release that and then you know 
realize the wild ride you can get taken on just by fully surrendering. And I feel like I'm dropping back into that right now fully. And that's been the gift of this uh, ear and jaw pain. Like I've now been over a month and it's been on and off. So I've had some (laughs) normal days and normal nights, but I keep being pulled back into these nights where I'm not sleeping. My dreams and my visions are so vivid, lucid. I'm just like in these different realms and it's, it's magic. Like they're medicine dreams and, um, part of the apprenticeship journey I teach really more deeply about dreams and also in the Soul Seat House I talk about the different indigenous perspectives of dreams um, but to teach it in the apprenticeship path it's more you know really understanding the um, like the amount of different kinds of dreams you can have and um, my te- teacher Lauren Cruden uh, a beautiful guide on this journey has been no, understanding that we we dream what we believe we can dream. And that opened up everything for me because it made start to make so much sense. And like once we start to believe in the shamanic world, in the medicine world, in the um astral plane, you know, if we believe it, we start to believe in these these other um realms and dimensions of reality, then we begin to experience it and it's really cool right like how powerful we are and how we have really everything within us to unlock it's just like unlocking finding the keys to open up those spaces and there's definitely practices and rituals and and ways we can tap into that and I have done a lot of deep diving into the dream world and I have to say I think I came away a little bit I was really learning how to ground and be on earth the last um, few years especially being a new mother and really needing to actually figure out how to be more here on earth be more in the physical plane because since a child I've been so dreamlike so airy so you know in my vision space and coming in and out of that of course also as as I grew and you know experienced different uh, aspects of life but really um realizing that I've been in that kind of half like dream state most of my life and it was quite confronting the last few years of like really figuring out how to be in the physical body and how I can explain that is um you know I'd vision um so clearly for example the first soul seed gathering in Guatemala and then as it was happening I was like what is going on everyone is in my dream like it's so surreal to suddenly be living your dream and the vision and it just happening but like I didn't really feel like I was physically there so it was kind of disorientating and very hard to integrate afterwards like what just happened like this all just came together so magically and I I think I've had to learn the physical realm more, which is maybe, <laughs> you know, realizing what our gifts are, what we are naturally tapped into, and that is also what we can teach and and create money and business from is like so wild to understand because what comes easy to us we just don't feel like deserves right to be you know to put a price on or to 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 make into our business because it feels like um we've been so taught the protestant work ethic of like life like work should be hard 
and only then are you deserving to to receive and actually to fully kind of let that veil drop let all of that um programming drop and be released and realize no our gifts are here to be shared and that like in our you know current modern paradigm of like money being the currency um allowing for that allowing for money to flow through what comes easy to us and i realize that most most people i don't know most people but it appears like most people are very much in the physical realm and are needing more connection to the astral plane the dream world and so knowing now that i can do that and also ground myself because i think i've been very i had been very ungrounded for some time and it's also my life's journey right now of you know having built a house being a caretaker of a piece of land um, having a child, like, you know, I'm not as, you know, quote unquote free spirited where I'm just um, like that archetype of just like, I would always just like, I'm going to think of something and then go do it and then figure it out. And, you know, I lived like that for many years and it was a beautiful part of my journey. It was also just like releasing all the shoulds, all the expectations. Let me just follow, you know, my heart and these dreams and these visions and just see what unfolds and trusting that more and more has been beautiful. And now this new stage of my life is just like, okay, what does it mean to enjoy this new freedom of spirit within responsibility, within structure and form? I've been building the structure and form, for example, for soul seed gathering and for everything in my life so that everything can flow within it and other people can also support that vision and dream. Um, it was very hard to invite people into, you know, my vision and my dream because it was like kind of just expect them to tune into it and <laughs> realizing actually, no, it needs some more grounded guidelines and again, structure and form to to allow people to show up where they they can be also the most useful um so it's been a very interesting process um but yes yeah, so i've been on that process of grounding and not being so much in my vision space necessarily like really um enjoying walking barefoot on the earth and on the land and just putting you know my feet hands and uh, heart into the soil <laughs> here and just um yeah really learning what it means to be on earth of the earth and that's also been a beautiful thing of working with indigenous people because they are nothing but of the earth right they are just so grounded and integrated and that is um so inspiring because they're also so deep and so connected to you know their own cosmovision their own realms of spiritual awareness and um powerfully like living it and breathing it and walking it you know whereas we in the modern world have more like this is the place where I go and do this and this is the place where I go and do ceremony and this is where I go and do work this is where I, where I eat and this is just so foreign to most indigenous people because they it's just integrated right like plant medicines are just part of their everyday life it's not so much like this I'm going to go off and prepare and do this. Of course, they have rituals and preparation and so on, but it's it's still much more integrated, right, into their community way of life. So for us, it's this 
unlearning, unraveling, and then relearning and connecting and walking this path, trying to understand what it means to um, resacralize everything. Everything is sacred. What does that mean? How do we really connect like that? Um, how do we respect ourselves like that, right? It's been this fascinating journey of, um, yeah, uh, just understanding what that means and for a long time uh, I mean for several years I had a project called female sacred female space and that was sort of my path with holding women's circles and trying to understand authentically what does it mean to be in ritual and ceremony in the modern world and not um, sort of copying or appropriating cultures but um, being just in connection to nature and to spirit in the ways that I'm, you know, learning and uncovering within myself and also then in deep respect of all traditions of my own ancestry and also any ancestry or lineage or tradition of the land that I'm in and and then of course spread across the world that has been my work with Soulsey Gathering, learning how to um, gain that deep respect of all things because it's just been so cut off like we're not being taught those cultures or histories um in school typically from the you know from the lens and the eyes and the voices of those people and the ways that they would teach it right it's very different to the way we're taught and you know even the way we go to museums and have things labeled or um described to us it's like it can be very different to the way um, an indigenous person would communicate with us. And so and we have to unravel a lot of these expectations or these sense of what we, what we need to have when, right? And it's been a huge part of my responsibility for Soul Sea Gathering now to prepare people better when they journey to these lands and these cultures and to drop in to not expect like a school presentation or a performance or um, anything like that any sort of wisdom or knowledge um, neatly tied in a bowl and presented like this is it you have to drop in and immerse and experience and feel and it's just so much more powerful right it's so much more wise and um awakens so many other parts of ourselves that um we really need you know i think we really do need to survive here on earth and um you know reclaim some of the parts of our ancestries that we may have forgotten um so this this walking in the dream world, the spirit realm has been beautiful and I'm so grateful to come back to it now and really be forced into it again with this pain and being up all night and I started to get such strong messages, like so strong, like, you know, when the voice is so loud and it it's it's not me, but it is me but it's it's like this higher voice or this um yeah these guides coming through this this message is like pay attention you're giving you're being given exact instructions and this is what I've experienced also in um some plant medicine ceremonies it's like I come out with this like laundry list of like this is what you need to go back now and do so it's also fascinating sometimes when you see like people are just like constantly 
going back and doing like I mean ceremonies and I mean everyone's path is different but we need to have that time to integrate and actually go and do the work that we've been like assigned I think um, through some of these experiences but yeah it's been very much like that it feels like my dreams have been medicine dreams I've been in this deep portal so fascinating I actually had um yeah I had this very strong dream that I was meant to like I was shown actually exactly where <laughs> on my land I meant to grow the ayahuasca vine and the chakruna seeds, which is like what you bring together to make the ayahuasca brew. And uh, I woke up the next morning and a friend offered me the chakruna seeds. It was like so wild. I was like, okay. And I actually know um, several others who are growing it. And it's, um, you know, no matter what, like drinking it or connecting to it in ceremony, like it's it's a beautiful thing to grow because, of course, with the... Um, interest in plant medicine ceremonies and ayahuasca in particular um, it is like like I've heard that it's getting over harvested and that um, it it's really a beautiful thing to plant it you know and to grow it to, to help also regenerate this sacred plant that offers us so much wisdom and medicine and insight and deep healing and deep um experience and i who i've had um this interesting journey for the last seven years where i've not been drinking it but i've been with it like i've had dreams with it i've had messages from it i have been witness to many ceremonies and i've witnessed many weird things um i've seen all the ways this realm gets distorted and gets manipulated and um yeah many 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 things I've witnessed and I also seem to be a magnet for people's experiences I just people come to me all the time with their experiences where they didn't feel it was held it was sacred it was connected it was they they in some cases extreme levels of abuse um traumatizing uh, dangerous um, yeah th there's a lot going on right It's and, and it's also something with my work with Soul Gathering in particular with indigenous people I get asked all the time for recommendations and advice around medicine ceremonies um, so I'm going to speak a little bit about that today uh, and then yeah weave back in and out because already I'm, I can tell I'm going off in different slight loops and different directions hopefully it'll all come back around just trusting what comes through but yeah I it's not so simplistic as saying you know indigenous led ceremonies are good and western led ceremonies are, are not good um, there's everything, everything in between and nothing, this is kind of what I love about life, right? Nothing is black or white and, um, so distinct. There's these paradoxes, there's these beautiful contradictions and I've definitely fallen prey into that kind of, um, like for me, I just have such a respect for the indigenous, um, level of knowledge and wit, like, you know, high, high expertise in holding space. I can see it. I can feel it. I can, you know, I'm witnessing it and I'm just like in awe because of course, if you spent your whole lifetime immersed in a tradition in, you know, different realms of existence, like 
you know, a lot of indigenous people are mainly silent and like spend a lot of time in the, like extrasensory perceptions and, you know, connecting telepathically, very attuned to nature in the jungle for survival, just very um, acute hearing and just um, very perceptive. You know, <laughs> you feel naked in front of some of these master healers because they're reading you and they can see everything it's like you can tell i, I felt that very much with for example have a from the kogi tribe in colombia like you know i don't need to say anything i'm sitting there and i feel like um yeah she's seeing everything or seeing a lot and um it's like x-ray x-ray vision and then she would say you know very little but what she would say like direct would just like pierce my heart you know or like just like whoa like like is exactly what I needed to hear and it's just um so wise and in tune it's just beautiful to experience that level of wisdom and intuition and um and so I I see how you know indigenous people when they're holding ceremony for these medicines they're holding it in so many different realms and they have such um, a level of integrity you know this is the good ones the the master healers they are you know walking between the worlds they have strong boundaries they are holding the space they are seeing each you know person within it as sacred beings and are really um, paying attention they're looking after the energy they're um, really supporting and also through the ikaros or the songs that come through or the music that is played it's so in tune like anyone who's experienced that form of ceremony you know when you hear that song or you hear this instrument that's played, you're suddenly, you know, experiencing a whole other level of the medicine. And it's not something that you can, you know, force or fake or steal. You know, it's like it's something that has to come. Like they they have this practice of dieting with just the plant, you know, and different plants in the jungle, but they'll focus just on the plant and they'll be... Um, with it for many many days and you know sometimes months before they start to hear the songs they start to hear the songs that are then theirs to transmit in ceremony and like how beautiful is that like the plant starts like showing them the songs and then that's the songs that come through when they hold space for others like you know that level of experience wisdom insight it's like it's treasure. It's, um, you know, unfortunately very rare. And um, yeah, it's something that we may not get necessarily in a, a sort of more like modern Western led ceremony. But um, like I said, it's also not black and white. Um, and of course, as plant medicines have become popularized, um, you know, local people just trying to survive indigenous people <laughs> who are you know seeing the opportunity are beginning to lead ceremonies in these countries you know people are like i'm going to go to the amazon and have the real experience and then you find yourself with like someone who's maybe not been trained not been you know experienced in it not really um have like you know initiated with that level of integrity accountability and honoring of the medicine and they're just there to make money from tourists and 
again, you might have a distorted experience or you might have experience that's not fully integrated, um, held, supported, powerful. It's like um, you'll still maybe experience the plant and the medicine itself, but then um, so much can go on and set and setting is everything. That's really the case with any any anything in life right but you experience it with psychedelics you can see like any kind of psychedelics you take it's like really about who you're around and where you are like it will really radically shift your trip um and so of course with plant medicine ceremonies if um yeah the way it's held is everything and and space and the people the person who's holding the space um is really you know, the keeper, the, the way, the person who is, um, you know, creating, holding the sort of experience that we allowed. We can only really go as deep as someone else has gone. And this keeps coming to me recently, like, wow, like I need some deep, deep healing now with my jaw. I know it's like deep. It's not um, obvious. I've actually been to a healer who was like, yeah, everything you're describing, your body would usually be like really messed up and like out of alignment and he was like you your your body is like in really good shape your like alignment is really good your energy is in really good flow like um this is in the subtle realms this is in a deep place and I was like yes I know <laughs> oh, I'm still hoping he, they would help me but you know I also understand that I'm like I he's like the pain will feel as intense as for someone who has this like you know clear body um out of alignment but yeah, for you it's in a deeper place. And I was like, yeah, okay, I need to get something deeper. I need to connect to something deeper to heal this this pain. Um, and yeah, so this is, again, with the medicine ceremonies, um, the same. This is why I feel so drawn to indigenous teachers because they are nothing but deep, you know, the true wise elders. <sighs> They're just like fully, again, of the earth, but like within all those different realms of connection and... I think there's some like beautiful signs of like, you know, what a ceremony is going to be like with the guidance you're given to prepare. Like, what is the diet? Like, how seriously are you taking it? And how like um, clean are you making your body just to arrive fully with intention? And then how is it held and connected and so on? And um, yeah. And, and so again, it's not so black and white. I do know there's beautiful people, uh, you know, from the modern world who hold ceremony and are just there for the healing, right? It's all about the healing. And if it's, some people are just looking for that psychedelic experience, that way to just vision and dream and see something. And, um, but you're missing then the real experience of the deeper healing and work that can take place. And um, for me, medicine ceremonies that are held with like that kind of strength of intention um to show up and really connect in that way you remain seated you work you know you, you aim to stay seated you don't just pass out and allow whatever to happen to you're like with it and you're connected and i mean that can be a rare thing to experience in a ceremony but it's also beautiful and powerful to to break through those discomfort or resistance or whatever we have that makes us feel like we can't do that or 
um, you know, we have this resistance to hard work or things being strict. And this, again, I think is the infantile nature of our modern society. It's like we've become so used to, oh, like I can buy this or I can do this and I can fly here and I can, you know, we've been living this crazy existence and it's been so unfulfilling for most, for the most part, you know, like it doesn't feel that good just to be able to buy so many things and just to to go places without intention and without really thinking it through or real, um, you know, when you've not had that much money or you've needed to survive, you appreciate everything so much. You look forward to something. Everything is treasured. Like it's a whole different relationship you have to life that can be missed with privilege and, you know, access and entitlement. And this is something we have to, to connect back to the sacred of all things we have to kind of move into the greater wisdom and discernment of our choices and the way we walk through the world. Just because we have access to everything, does that mean that we should, you know, really paying attention to that? And I think when we um, have the opportunity to walk through, you know, a preparation process of like cleansing, of moving into... um yeah, a deeper connection with our bodies and and um, moving through discomfort to fully arrive with intention already to the to a ceremony. We're like ready to show up. We're ready to really get into the deeper space of healing. We're really ready to, you know, honor and respect this medicine, this opportunity we have to 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 connect and to feel and to um to journey with this beautiful beautiful medicine whatever medicine that may be of course i've been talking mainly about ayahuasca but there's iboga and um peyote and you know all these different um medicines from all these different traditions all over the world like even you know psilocybin magic mushrooms i mean how rare it is to have a really deep sacred ceremony with those you know but it's that's also its origins it was always held within this deep traditions songs also um transmissions and just this way of really connecting to the medicine all the way and i have a friend joe i think our conversation is still up on our my the saucy gathering soundcloud so i'll link that below and she's had a lot of experience with ayahuasca but she started working with the huni quinn tribe from the amazon and uh, in particular a shaman called tuwe and it was beautiful just hearing through her like um you know for them it's very much important that people stay seated and treat it like with respect and they they don't really allow people to go to, too far into um dark or scary places it's like everything is transformed and so you will never leave a ceremony being like oh whoa what just happened like whoa that wasn't you know like it's everything becomes integrated and resolved and it's um you leave feeling blissful and you know reborn but um she was describing how in guatemala like everyone who came was just so respectful and um honoring of this experience they all remained seated throughout the whole entire night and um in contrast when they came to miami <laughs> um it was a much larger group and not one person stayed seated apart from my friend joe and um the the shaman came to her afterwards and said you know 
the the spirit actually i uh, i didn't want to stay she left like people here are just you know to have a trip to pass out to like whatever and um she left like she wasn't really here for the experience so that's fascinating right it's like it makes so much sense and i think it's also a big sign when maybe we're just grasping for that next ceremonial experience we're just like maybe just getting surface level experiences and we're just never getting fully fulfilled or integrated or um receiving the full thing and we're just like again looking to escape 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 it's becoming another addiction and it's so weird right like why um why we have this modern tendency to just grasp at things and just have this superficial experience and it's like connected to fast food it's connected to fast everything you know fast sex it's like nothing is like um with depth and you know again this podcast is the deeper current podcast and it's just fascinating to talk about the depths because more and more i'm just realizing how blocked and held back we are from the depths in our modern world like um, we even have like, you know, d you know, these sayings like don't go off on the deep end and so much fear around the depths of losing it and, ooh, you know, and don't go too far, like, you know, and uh, it's just kind of hilarious for indigenous people because it's like that's just there, nothing again but deep and um, it's really encouraged with the young children to develop deep thinking and I've been thinking, like, I'm glad I, I think I was encouraged and I just, I did it, like, as a child. And I, I sort of maintained it for the most part, this deep level of just contemplation all the time, like asking questions, exploring the mind, like, what, why, and what is this world made of, and who am I, and, you know, all those questions, I just never stopped really asking. Um, but, like, we're really conditioned and programmed and schooled out of that in modern society. We're taught to conform. There's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. And we need to pass the exam. We need to pass the test rather than thinking for ourselves, which is one of the most important tools to navigate this life because there's so many illusions, so many smokes and mirrors, like just so much... Um, stuff at any time in time that can sound so you know true and authentic and whatever but um maybe doesn't feel it and maybe if we actually began to question and um allow the critical mind to explore we would witness actually you know some other realms of truth or there's some more depth to that truth or whatever it is um it's such an important part right of um living towards truth and exploring that and just being um sort of in the true levels of reality rather than this superficial man-made contained and controlled and dictated truth and reality <laughs> um and once you start to unravel it all unravels it's very disorientating very disconcerting um it really feels like the rug gets pulled underneath your feet and you suddenly begin to feel free you begin to feel um connected and uh, just guided by a higher force and by a deeper level of awareness you just um there's levels of bliss that you could never have imagined like just thinking about like the 
porn world and like this fast foods kind of sex which is like so unfulfilling <laughs> and it's just like constantly becoming an addiction to go back for more and just to not really um you know experience a deeper level experience like go deeper trust the depths like trust surrendering and releasing and allowing for um, a journey through pleasure and then experiencing levels of bliss which um, would be unimaginable if you're just going through this fast food experience um, which I did you know I did because I believed in this whole like sex in the city we're independent we can go and you know um become sexually fulfilled with multiple partners and just staying um just enjoying that kind of party lifestyle and just um you know just dating for a while and, and then moving on and um learning like also just all those imprints all of that stuff needs to be cleaned out of the system when you start to move deeper it's like to prepare also for medicine and we want to clean out all of this energy imprints and all these energetic cords, all this, all this information stored in the body. Uh, this is the beautiful journey of cleaning house and coming into, this, again, this true level of connection and depth and just, whoo, so powerful. And so, yeah, I have had, for, like I've kind of spoken a little bit already, but I had, I had always this very strong sense of like, you know, indigenous-led ceremonies it's so important and of course the true you know the true guides and the true keepers of the space and then lo and behold last week i'm sort of wide awake lucidly like in the dream world um vision space and i'm seeing this vision of growing um the ayahuasca vine and the the takaruna seeds on on our land and i'm like okay that would be a beautiful way to connect with this plant um which, you know, I felt like I've been connected in the spirit world and just, wow, just so many experiences, which I, it's just all coming back to me right now as well. Like, wow, like these dreams I've had, these journeys I've had. Like I remember just one example, a few years back, a friend was about to go into a ceremony and I, I was like, you know, wishing her luck. And I was like, you know, I feel like I'm connected to, you know, this plant without like necessarily taking her and that night I went we went home and I started it was like a big cosmic joke because I started to fully purge you know which is a, a, a you can be a part of the ceremony where you're releasing with vomit or in other ways but so this was beginning to happen to me and I was like okay this is interesting and it's like playing a joke on me like oh you think you're connected to the plan like let's give you the full experience and then I started to yeah move into this kind of you know hallucination fever kind of state place and I had the most vivid journey which was just happening to me. I was just like along for the ride. I was like, wow, what is going on? And it was so clear. I was like moving through the jungle and I was being guided deeper into the jungle by um, indigenous people. And then I transformed and shapeshifted into a jaguar and I was seeing through the eyes of a jaguar and it was like coming to this waterfall. And I mean, there was so many uh, layers to this experience. But again, this was without having taken anything. This was just through my mind. And I was just you know, 
it's nearly like, it's so funny because nearly like when you've taken something, you can say it's legitimate. Like that is um, <laughs> because I took the medicine and it opened up those portals. Um, but knowing that my journey has shown me that I can connect to those realms without taking anything um, has been super powerful. And I think it was necessary after my party days of just... Um, kind of just going a little bit wild, like festival every weekend, free drugs every weekend. There was always psychedelics given out around me, you know, like just access to everything. And I was getting invited to festivals for free and it was just like this nonstop partying experience. And I was also looking back, like so many times I would end up being a support to someone going through a bad trip because I was really able to navigate the mind from any dark space to the light, like to um, back to feeling good. And I could see when anyone was going through like struggling and help them. And um, so, so interesting, so interesting to see how that journey has unfolded. And um, but then when I began to deeply enter into meditation and yoga, um, I stopped everything. I became sober. I became celibate. I just um, became so clean. I was gluten free. I was vegan. I was just, you know, you know, really in all that, all those ways, archetypical, archetypical ways, um, very clean and um, really deeply connected. And I remember my meditations were wild. I would like astral travel, you know, my dreams were awakened and I would just experience so much. And I feel like I could go into any of those psychedelic experiences I, I'd had, but again, without anything. Um, and that first year that I really went into that, I did experience a plant medicine with the toad medicine, Bufo, DMT 5-MEO. And that awoke, that was like such a huge blast into the universe. It was so um, beautiful, the medicine itself. I was in the right setting because I was in this beautiful, um, you know, wild beach and, and nature is just uh, so beautiful where I took the where I was part of the ceremony. But I was with, definitely with the wrong people. And I and maybe they were the right people for that moment in time to also see the importance of who you surround yourself with and who is holding space. It was a very strange experience with those people, but I I got what I needed to to get from the medicine itself. And the buffo at least, the toad medicine is like it just blasts you so into another realm. At least that was my experience. I had no real concept of the people who were there. I fully surrendered. I was like fully like out there. And um, as I was coming back, interestingly enough, I got this very clear. I mean, first of all, this vision of myself within the jungle. I could see very clearly these indigenous people. We were around the fire and I could feel myself being... Um, call to these people which is um, powerful and then I also got that clear like message like you could take this path if you choose to hold space in medicine ceremony and um, the way I've experienced the buffer medicine was like very much everyone is holding space for you as you drop in and then um, I was the first one and then several other people I took the medicine afterwards, so I ended up naturally holding space for them. And it became such a beautiful, intuitive thing. And I felt 
like, wow, this is, yeah, I could see my abilities to do that and really hold the kind of mother energy and just really be supportive and, and nourishing there. And, you know, I, around that time was, I'd began this weekly women's circle. I'd began this apprenticeship path with ritual and ceremony. And I then, you know, many years did women's circles just like just connecting through ritual and ceremony and through voice and and in community and then um after a couple of years was uh, shown the cacao ceremony in Guatemala and I was you know shown many different types of cacao ceremonies and it was a beautiful initiation and became a very natural thing as I started holding space with an elder um, who I traveled here to Costa Rica with Corey Ellingson, um, it just became a natural thing that we both were sharing the cacao and women's circles, so it became a part of my medicine um, sharing, and, and that was beautiful to share. And I became so used to just, you know, being in that space week in, week out, you know, listening to people deeply, connecting, healing. Um, so beautiful, like miracles would take place, like magic, you know, people would just like be so amazed, like what is this cacao? And it's, you don't even need the cacao, right? It's just the space it's held and what we can drop into when it's held in a, with a certain intention in a certain way. And I would have to say, like, I've never experienced any negative person or anything disrupting my space because I'm holding the space and anyone who might have those kind of tendencies, they are within my space and that is just, it gets transmitted and it's felt and it's, it's powerful to witness what we can do by holding space and the influence we have and how things become transformed. And I know um, it is my power when holding space to be so neutral, no judgments, they all dissolve, like everything is accepted and um, blessed and is beautiful within that space so you can really um, go deeper and feel safe to do so it's you know it's so important also with anyone you go to any kind of ceremony or class or I mean I think for deeper healing um, anyone you go see they have to be also able to hold that neutral space it can be rare honestly it can be pretty rare to really be able to hold that and this <laughs> That's another side note is like why for so long not being able to go to see any male healers because I would notice <laughs> I would notice those different kind of sides to you know maybe some lust coming out or some just like can't help themselves but like see you know things and it's like you just want to be in healing you just want to be held in this neutral space you want to feel safe so it it was disorientating for me but also beautiful to just come to women and heal with women and understand the feminine um but yeah so anyway this is it so this path for me has been for many years like without medicine then with cacao and and then when I gave birth I also again I was like I'm not really meant to do cacao ceremonies anymore every week. And then slowly, you know, less and less, um, I would hold some bigger ceremonies and some special events and be invited to things, which was always beautiful and powerful and and, and healing. But uh, again, I was just getting more and more the sense like, oh, I don't think this is so much my medicine anymore or what I'm meant to do. And it was weird for me because I was like, this is, I know a gift. I love holding space. I feel able to you know spend hours listening 
and really um, tuning in and connecting and also just sharing from the heart. It became such a practice ground for me just to speak freely and not have to pre um, plan what I'm about to say, which again is I think transmitted now through this podcast and through my other um, offerings. I just learn how to just show up and channel and be who I am in in the moment, and that be okay and be that that be the medicine, you know. Um, so anyway, coming back to my dreams, the last few nights it's just so very disconcerting for me to suddenly see. Um, you're meant to start holding, you know, plant medicine ceremonies and growing ayahuasca on your land. Um, this is a path that's opening up to you. And I was like, hmm, and I could see everything. I got instructions so clear and strong, like from the price to the preparation to the to the place um, on my land, building the, the space, like the womb-like space to go into ceremony and... It was like, um, yeah, and the name Deep Healing Circles just kept coming through and knowing that I can go to those depths and guide people there safely in return um, has been, you know, a big part of my journey. And it's what I also, coming back full circle to the medicine is our nature retreats, I wanted to do in just like a sober way, you know, like cleansing, fasting, connecting to nature, being in ritual and ceremony and, and going deep deep healing um but these plant medicines these ethnogenic medicines they do it for us in such a natural beautiful way where we just can surrender and allow and it's we don't need the words or the you know we don't need to overthink it we don't need to question it, it just happens and we're in it and then we're it's like ultimate peace and surrender right because you feel it and you're like i this is everything. I, I don't need to judge or criticize or be concerned about if this is really um, good. This is like the, the plant itself is showing me everything. And then when we do that in the most powerful way, you know, we prepare, we clean our bodies and we show up with intention. We show up to hold um, space for one another. We stay seated. We stay connected. We honor this medicine. And then we connect through whatever the, the songs that are channeled, the, the sounds, whatever it is. Um, we are journeying and healing and, and it's work and it's beautiful work. And so, yeah, I started to get shown that this was a new path for me to join on this apprenticeship journey that I'm on. And my instant rejection was like, no, I don't want to be a white person offering medicine. <laughs> no like I believe in the indigenous path so I just started saying you know well this is maybe we just microdose it's just the doorway it's just the you know invitation to just do all of that work because I know I can journey and hold space and 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 connect without you know without the medicine again but the medicine also creates that right right frame of mind and it, it also is the you know, something that people know about at this time. They're like, oh, I want to take this seriously. Oh, I really want to do that kind of experience. But I thought maybe, you know, microdosing and then maybe, you know, I begin growing and you don't harvest for like five um, years if it's in the sunlight or, you know, up to 10 years in the forest canopy. So maybe this is just the journey I'm beginning now and what a beautiful journey to be on just with myself and then um, finding the teachers and the guides that I, you know, um, will guide me on this path. And 
Um, so I was saying that to a friend the next day. I was sharing with her the vision, the dream, mainly because I was like, what just happened to me? And I feel like I need to tell someone just who will understand because I feel like I'm just one, I'm going to just be in denial of this vision, this dream. I don't want to, you know, part of me, just the ego and just the the fear of what people might perceive or whatever it is. Um, I don't want to take this path. I just, you know, I'm okay in my own world and doing my, my other work. Um, and I was like, I'm also okay with it being in the future. Like, I don't need to rush that journey. <laughs> And then the next night, I'm equally like wide awake in in the dream, in the vision, lucid and just, wow, okay, I'm here to work throughout the night and just listen to the messages. And the message came through strong and clear, like, no, this is like your path to be on now and to show up and just to just begin, just begin walking and like the ceremony needs to start soon. And I just got more and more clarity, like who was going to come to the first ceremony? I could see it, just women. And then I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm comforted, just women, because I've been working with just women. And then I was shown immediately like, no, you're going to be holding space for men as well further down the line. And this is important as well, right, that you can hold space for anyone, anyone who needs this medicine, anyone who needs this deep healing. And again, I feel like it could still just be, I didn't get like any, you know, clarity or bigger message of like um, microdosing or taking a full dose. I was like, I think we could still microdose and just connect to the subtle realms of this plant. It's also the more feminine way, right? And go deep um, with just the microdose and just show ourselves that we also um, don't have to be reliant on anything external. We have, you know, these plants release DMT, which is in our brain. We make this like incredible um, medicine within our own brain. Like it's it's amazing. We just haven't like fully tapped into it um, again through living this kind of modern life, which is, you know, very much focused on being on the surface and staying there, stay distracted, stay hardworking, stay, you know, don't really go into those depths. Um, but just to create this doorway and then to enter in and then to be, I could just see myself channeling and and moving through, um, yeah, the spirit realm and just sharing and holding space from this, with this permission also to go really out there and wild because... Uh, of course, with the cacao, people are expecting, you know, you're not going to go cr like, whoa, like, you know, you're, you're, you're there for a few hours and you're just enjoying this heart-led connection. And it's very much the space for that. And um, when I've been in like a Temescal like over a year ago, I was like, whoa, at first I was like resisting it. I didn't want to be in that level of heat. I was just like... Ooh, I wanted to get out but as soon as I surrendered and I was in it and I was just like in the mud <laughs> trying to stay cool on the floor <laughs> and it was so hot so intense like many people who do many temescals um like regularly they were like this is the hottest we've ever experienced a temescal but it was powerful because you could feel the woman holding it was a master like she knew what she was doing she wasn't gonna like you know kill us or you know some of these horror stories that take place when people uh, who are not trained who are not from a deep tradition hold temescal there can be 
dangers, right? But I felt you felt very much held by this woman and you knew it was safe, but it was such a journey. And But as I started to surrender more and more and more, all I started to feel coming through me were these sounds and these voices, which I've seen in other medicine women and friends who are channeling, they start to <laughs> speak in other voices and other sounds. And I felt so, well, I wanted to do it because it was just coming through. And I really wanted to also experience it within myself. I was like, whoa, just like allow it. But then I felt like it wasn't my space and I didn't feel everyone in there would really receive it or you know some people might be freaked out and I just you know part of me was like oh I just want people to have their own experience I don't want to like take over so I held back and I, that also made it harder to be in the space because I could feel what I was wanting to come through um, and it's probably just my own stuff, right? Because I think whatever's meant to come through is meant to come through. But um, And then shortly after, about a year ago, I did a peyote ceremony, which was my first time. But as soon as I dropped into it and I felt like, wow, I've done this m many times before. I felt very connected to that medicine. Um, and I found myself very naturally holding space it was a big group and I I could feel this older voice coming through me. I started, like the, one of the shaman who was holding the space asked me to sing, which I wouldn't have done, but then I did. And this voice came through me that I've never heard before. It gives me chills still to think about it because it was deep, elder voice, beautiful. Um Many people started crying. You know, they were like, wow, like, thank you for sharing that. And I was like, I don't, don't know where that was from. But I also felt there were moments that I, especially when the beautiful Huchol uh, indigenous couple from Mexico were in, like, sharing the music and and the, the male um, shaman, he was playing this violin that was just like, wow, otherworldly music. And it just moved you into this deep, deep, deep state um, through the sounds. And as that was happening, I felt myself again journeying and going deep. And I felt myself actually healing with the earth and feeling the pain. I was just like in this very deep, intense place. And I wanted to fully go there again. But once again, I felt like... A lot of people there were like kind of more in the playful party or very contemplative and in a, and not really expressing, you know, um, this deeper thing. And so again, I held back because I was like, I don't think this is my space to do that. Um, but what was shown to me with these dreams uh, that I've had these last weeks was like, okay, this these deep healing ceremonies, circles that you're going to be holding, you're going to fully go there because you're the one holding the space and you have that permission. And you're not going to sell, you're not going to promote, you know, it's just not going to be it's something you'll talk about and it'll be like invitation and it'll be um, more like intimate and you just, it's like, private and it's like funny I was like not wanting to tell you all of this on the podcast but then as I sat down I was like I feel like this is all just coming through me so I'm going to speak it and share it and it's been again the medicine of this podcast is me just sharing everything and just allowing for it to come through and just every time I felt like when I started to f and I've known other people who, who stay very secretive about holding ceremonies um, probably because they're not indigenous and they feel that you know 
persecution and that con- uh, condemnation, like that, um, that criticism from the outside, and they're protecting it. And I have un- full respect for that. But part of my journey is stepping out of the shadows. And I feel, as soon as I started to feel that energy of staying secretive and private and like invite only and, um, and no one's going to know, I'm not going to ever talk about it. Um, I sense that, um, I sense that like hiding and I sense that shadow and I sense this, um, yeah, living a little bit in that paranoid state. And I was like, okay, part of my journey is to share my truth, share where it's coming from, share, you know, with the utmost respect, integrity, like the walk that I'm walking, because this is all that I aim to do. I hope to like invite many indigenous um, keepers to hold space in my land. You know, I, I don't need to be the one holding space, but if I'm able to guide, you know, people, my people, you know, people from who look like me or people who come from the modern world, um, people who've had similar experiences, and I can see how they can be stuck and blocked and held back. And they need that guiding into a ceremony. They need that guiding into going deep into healing and stop projecting everything out, stop seeing everything, you know, that's evil and dark in the world and not really healing that within. I can guide that. I've been on this journey. Everything in my experience has shown me. I've held space. You know, I've just held space for anything, anything like the darkest of the dark. I was like, whoa, like what I've, you know, has shown up in spaces that I've held and I've just been able to transmit love. And so I know it's my, my skill and so on. But yeah, once again, I was like, oh, do I really want to put myself out there? Like, uh, I don't, yeah. Of course, like I want to be liked. I want to, I don't want to get criticism. That stuff is like um, heavy. But then at the same time, we need to break through. We need to be able to have a conversation around what it means to resacralize and reconnect. And I, I believe like if I was in Europe and if I was in the lands of my ancestry, I would be connecting to the medicine of those lands. I'm also living in the jungle right ayahuasca is a a plant of the jungle this is the medicine i can respect and honor here because i'm living here and it's just it's also kind of funny because once you move into those realms of um, you know other realms of reality all of these judgments or like preconceived ideas or like you know this is the way that should be done or this is the way that like it kind of dissolves because you you witness everything right in between and and it becomes less like human and kind of um dogmatic and and just um conditioned thinking and we release and break free and um i think as long and i've heard this also from many teachers i respect who are not necessarily from indigenous descent but they have grown up in those lands or they've grown up, you know, with indigenous teachers or they've been initiated or all those different things. They, um, they all talk about like the ones I respect all talk about just, you know, being there for the healing, being there for what is truly sacred, honoring all of that. And, um, it, it's not an easy path. And this is why I felt so much resistance also, you know, it's like the dream that's been shown to me and I'm, know that it's not going to be easy it's going to be asking me to dissolve more and more of my own ego more and more of my 
connections to um, perception and and the conditioning again of my my own upbringing and society and so on and um, the need to look like a certain thing the need to all the egoic things I was shown through my dreams recently like you know you need to be able to hold space for the the rapist the murderer the pedophile the racist like all those things we need to do that healing within it's all of our work to do that healing within but it's I have to be able to hold space for anyone who would show up I have to be that strong in the space that I'm holding and um, and with love and compassion, right, for the inner child and for the, the person who is seeking healing. And then equally, anyone who is successful or famous or, you know, we are used to being perceived in a certain way and so have this kind of aura around them and have this expectation also of being perceived or treated in a certain way. Um, I was also seeing through these dream nights of how equally important it is to dissolve all of that and to be able to be in such a neutral place so that when anyone is stepping into my ceremony and healing that they they are just one like they're just one as everyone they're just you know a beautiful physical being with a beautiful soul and spirit and they are there and I'm not in any weird like dynamics you know I'm not putting them on a pedestal I'm not feeding that ego I'm not um putting myself less than I'm not any of that any of that so it was so fascinating to you know be on this journey again through the dream world through visions and just have such strong messages and um what I can see is just how I've even just started to open up to this journey and this path is like how beautiful it is for me because obviously I get to now dissolve this and clean out you know my inner house and with intention you know and I've just been shown like now you've understood the world of like grounding and being here on earth and being integrated you you need to be fully tapped into your guidance and your intuition and so I think again <laughs> this earache and this jaw pain which is been at times so painful and not allowed me to sleep full nights has just created this like you know out of the overthinking mind out of the you know thinking anything really and just allowing true thought true guidance true like just the next step becomes so clear the voices become so clear the message becomes so clear like signs start showing up everywhere you start living in this magic realm of like I think something and then it arrives and and then I'm on this journey and and it's just trusting and surrendering and and witnessing and learning (laughs) integrating once again um so beautiful so I'm grateful also to be on this path to be invited onto this path I now look back and I see how many times like the clues the breadcrumbs on my journey and um just you know also the elders and the wis like the wise guides I've had on my journey who are still with me at all times um like like about seven years ago I, I sort of met my first sort of real mentor and um, teacher Tina James in um, Canada she lives just outside of um, Whistler in British Columbia Canada and amazing yoga teacher like just wow you just have this whole other level of transmission like 
you know, you're just having, I've never experienced, you know, before or after a teacher like her and what she channels. It's just like, you know, she would come down to Vancouver at the time. She was coming down every weekend and like 200 plus people would try and squeeze into this hall because you just, you're just getting this full experience and powerful and just I got to live with her then for like six months and um, also help her you know and, and I started teaching in her studio and it was just like beautiful like she was true like a true mentor in every realm because she's so real in her everyday life and I got to see how she walks her walk and just so powerful like no pedestal you know no superiority complex nothing like that she wasn't creating the aura of being a teacher she just was and she just was also very confronting to people because she was just so real and beautiful and just um she's truly yeah in the wild and she was my first real connection to indigenous people because she is like long-term friends with the the first nations outside of mount curry and we we traveled up together to Lillooet to the the International Indigenous Gathering, and I experienced so much there. It was like really again the seeds of my path um, and my whole journey. But um, what came to me, which was so powerful at the time, she was in, she was invited to an ayahuasca ceremony, and um, I just love this story because it just explains so much about her and just showed me so much early on. Um, so she was invited. She didn't actually know exactly what she was entering into. Uh, a friend had just convinced her she should come. And so she drinks the drink like everyone else. Everyone starts, you know, going into their purging or like the emotional release, all these different experiences. And she's just sat there in meditation in like her channeled state, like in her normal state. And... Um, the indigenous shaman came up to her and looked her in the eyes and was like, you don't need to be here. And um, just said, thank you and bless you. And then she left the space. And it's just so powerful because I think it just shows she is fully tapped into those realms. She's fully connected. And she has kind of this like, like, rocker kind of vibe she dresses in this really cool way and she's had like so many wild experiences she was one of the first yogis out to india to learn from patabi joys and she's worked also with lots of like different musicians like sting and i think 50 cent she said she taught like a private yoga class too she had all these experiences but um it was wild because she had never actually experienced any like drugs or anything out there and so she didn't really know, like, you know, psychedelics hadn't been part of her journey. Um, but she's tapped in, she's connected, right? Like the power of yoga and meditation and dedication. Like she's so devoted. She's so dedicated. She's so on the path. She's so in her practice. She taught me so much, like the power of being a yoga teacher. And you you have to live and breathe the practice. You can't, the amount of yoga teachers today who get trained and then end up just teaching, but don't really have a personal practice. Like for her, that was like, a, no way. Like you need to be in your practice and teaching from that place, not just from, you know, memorized routines and um, scripts and so on, which are also taught in trainings and um, just so much wisdom. She would just impart every single day and I would also witness the way she navigated people, like people who would come in and try and like, you know, distract or 
suck energy or try and manipulate or whatever I saw how like expertly she would just smile but have a no that does not happen here energy and you could just feel that like wow boom like everything would get kind of dissolved and dispelled and she was one of those master teachers as well that you know I remember there was this this older gentleman that joined her training and was like I I've had this injury and I can't do everything and this is what I did and she is that kind of expertise where she can see what true injury someone has and what they're maybe just clinging on to as a story and I think a lot of teachers again today especially with fears of being sued or like I don't know doing the wrong thing would just be like okay okay you do exactly what is right for you that's it like don't push yourself you know like be safe blah blah but she could see exactly that he was ready to get out of that injury story and that actually he could do the things that he wasn't doing and she just gently nudged him into that and you know it's like that level of a mentor or a teacher who has the expertise to always keep you safe you know never known anyone to become injured or to hurt themselves or to overextend she's very also good at hold like someone like me I sometimes have hyper flexibility and can go too far and she'd be very good at like reining you in also making sure you have the strength to hold that and not go you know as deep as what you know your body naturally feels like it can do and just yeah again making sure everything is safe and guided and path but anyway just I love her and her her wisdom is with me to this day like whenever I'm teaching or holding space or her words still come through me and I'm always honoring her and remembering her and just so grateful to have that teacher early on in my journey but um yeah that's the kind of level I think we can all access right it's just not like she's this um unique special person she's just in the practice she's in the sacred way of living she is un, you know deconditioned like unschooled like all of that programming and is in um, the different realms and so can access medicine without it and a psychedelic experience without um, without taking it or taking it and it just being exactly the same nothing happening to her because um, she's already there she's already tapped in fascinating and um, again grateful for all these experiences I've been shown and this a world of mystery this universe and um sharing with you now on the podcast this is a journey that i'm beginning on i'm very humbled by um and i think this is it like you cannot be not humble on this journey and it's not about like that false humbleness of like pretending to be self-deprecating or you know like putting on that it's just of the earth it's like there's no way of being superior it's like we all have everything inside of us so being on that path and constantly um tapped into my own journey and yeah full circle um I might have mentioned this at the beginning already but yeah my friend sharing that she used to have um this jaw pain and then became gluten-free I was like okay I'm just gonna do that then like I have not um you know, I don't eat a lot of gluten or a lot of baked goods or wheat or anything. I just, every now and again, I do. And maybe more I have done recently. So maybe this is why my jaw is acting up. And so it's interesting because the physical body for me has been the last thing 
to really focus in on and zone in on. Like I used to be very sporty. I used to be, um, yeah, be very into athletics and fitness and all that. But then I guess just connecting more to the intellect and to the emotions and then the spirit realm. I've also, uh, I think as a young teenage girl, just realized like, I don't want to think about my looks or my body and that hold me back in life. Like, And I, it's not like I dealt with the insecurities that I had. I just kind of repressed them and just decided to not let that ever hold me back. It became like a mantra. Like, I'm just going to go and do whatever I want. Like, even if I feel embarrassed about, you know, my body in a bikini or I'm just still going to go rock jumping. I'm still going to go and do those things. Um, and so I've, and it became very naturally plant-based um, six, seven years ago. It just it sort of became a natural evolution. I just realized I wasn't missing the things I thought I did and so I just I was and then I became sober and I was kind of actually gluten-free for um for that year I was in Canada because most people around me were also and I we all ate together and it just you know again I didn't really overthink it uh, but then over time I haven't really been so strict with anything I've just been uh, like apart from just staying plant-based because I haven't felt the urge to eat anything I never made it a restriction or um, a forced thing. It was just like, no, this, I mean, I'm just going to keep going with whatever feels good and this feels good. Um, but I've been kind of in, I'd say, like, for example, like a yoga class, I'm like more into like, what are, what is the spiritual transmission? Like, what is the energetic feeling and emotional feeling that's transmitted by a teacher? And so it's interesting also getting back into the more physical body. And now I feel like, with this path of um, healing this temple and like really fine tuning and like, okay, let's just give it a go. I'm going to try um, just cutting things out and just seeing what feels naturally good. And I have to say, whenever I do a fast or a cleanse, it just becomes very naturally, You, I always learn something new about like, maybe I need to stop, you know, doing this or it just you get these clear messages for when you come back into just normal everyday life um and I feel like I'm on this journey again now of of yeah connecting to the physical body and understanding what foods and drinks do to the system how things change like being very sensitive and aware of the physical body so I'm excited for this new part of the journey which you know I've not been interested in nutrition really or I've just been in this intuitive space of like I eat what feels cool to me and I don't overthink it and I don't you know have baggage around it I try not to feel any guilt or shame or about anything it's like if oh I want to try a, a, like a glass of wine and just really enjoy it and like that be a, a ritual in itself then I will and it's not like you know oh I, sh I shouldn't have done that or you know it's the same with eating chocolate or anything else it's like no I'm gonna enjoy this right now um but I'm in this journey right now of preparing for this path of connecting to these plants and this medicine and listening to everything that I'm being shown and told and I'm very curious if gluten being gluten-free actually takes away the pain in my jaw and the tension I've had since 16. Uh, wow. Okay. I'll be converted to being fully gluten-free because that's worth it, right? If my gut is being inflamed and that is sending it up to my jaw, then I should be paying attention to that. Like when we 
work with our body as a full communication, you know, it's telling us nothing is happening to us. Everything is um, a message. Like we're not being attacked. We're not, you know, being punished. We're not having, you know, these problems because we've done something bad or wrong. It's just communication and it's just learning. And if we listen, if we adapt, if we shop, then we are, you know, <laughs> rewarded and we start to feel also connected I know for myself I did a yoga training for a month I was in an ashram and that's when I became kind of naturally plant-based because we ate that way for a month and I realized oh wow I don't miss anything and this food has been the most beautiful food um, and so varied and so rich and just so wow beautiful um, but I also began to feel like able to connect more clearly through meditation and vision and space this has just been my experience and dissolving the ego around needing anything like oh I you know I can have this or I can have that it was just more like oh, I surrender and release and I don't need this stuff and I actually I feel very sensitive and in tune and connected and so that has been my journey I was like I, after that like, time I was like so in it into meditation especially and I was like I there's no way I want to muddy that space in my mind and maybe it was just in my perception but it didn't feel like more and more I was just like it became very easy to say no I'm just plant-based now I don't feel called to eat any animal products and I think it's also again I have respect for indigenous people and their way of life and when we live in our natural habitat and we live and we you know respect the animals and we hunt them and we fish them and we then prepare them and then we are like in community with it and no more than we ever need is taken it's always done with this very deep respect for the the ecosystem and the balance of nature then it's beautiful it's a ceremony i i have nothing against eating meat or uh, eating fish in that way but the reality is i'm not going to start living like that right now and I, I unless i was forced to you know like i didn't have access to food and i had to go and survive like i'm not going to do that and i like i don't want to be in this constant paranoid questioning space of like where is this from how is this animal treated what is the you know what has been the supply chain here how much forest had to be cut down to allow these cows to graze? like you know we don't know like unless you of course if you buy your your animal products direct but you know when we go to a restaurant we go to out to eat it's like are we going to question everything where they're from? Probably not. And I just decided to to step away because it feels like the modern world has become so disconnected. It's become so barbaric and disgusting the way it treats uh, animal king, kin and also the destruction of the environment. Um, and then also all these monocrops that are fed to these animals. Like it's just not good. The amount of hormones that are pumped into these animals, like, oh, it's so intense. And so it just felt like an easy choice for me to to just, yeah, release it and let it go. And at first, especially in the UK, it was like so weird. No one, I don't, no one who was vegan that was like just unheard of. And then, you know, over the last few years, it's just exploded. And now like the dream is fulfilled that at least there's always a usually a vegan option now in the UK, which is just an amazing amazing occurrence um and powerful to witness also so um yeah it's just 
it's part of, I think, our own journey of questioning and intuiting what's right for us at any given time. I do believe we're all on unique paths. And so there's no judgment or this is the right way. I find it very hard to necessarily label myself as vegan or any of that because I don't always stand behind the the kind of, um, yeah, I don't know, the the whole identity that comes along with it. And I've actually been attacked before I was told off for being um, too laid back a vegan. And it's like funny because in my own journey, I think I've influenced more people by being laid back and really in the pleasure of, of food and, and my lifestyle rather than being restrictive and doing the right thing. You know, this is also, I'll end here, like otherwise I'll just keep going forever and ever and ever in different directions. But I'll end here. It's like very, I've been learning about this. Um, and I think I mentioned this last week, but just indigenous way of thought and our ancestral way of thought, this deeper way of thinking, um, has always been in acceptance of all things. And it's been this modern civilization, epic tales that became, you know, novels and then became films, the movies, and became just the normal way of just seeing things in the world as good versus evil, which is so simplistic and so limited. And it's just like, not the way of indigenous like true thinking um, and our ancestral way of thinking. You can just see these from the older stories. It's not ever so simple. Um, and just like, again, so it's not like one way is the right way and one way is the wrong way. Again, this is the beauty of life, right? As soon as we think we know one thing, I think the opposite could be shown to us. And then we realize, okay, if the opposite could be shown, everything in between could be true also. And that helps, honestly, as a as a daily practice, dissolving judgments. Um, just try it with any, if you think of anyone right now that you're judging, anyone, and an easy example may be like someone like Trump or someone like who's highly um, divisive or anyone else, just anyone in your personal life. And then think of the judgment that you have of them, like they're this or they're da, 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 da. And then just ask yourself, could the opposite be true? And sometimes that can seem so wild. It's like, what, like, what does that even mean? And like, what, like how? Um, but as soon as you start to allow your mind to go there, like, could the opposite be true? Um, like, for example, this person is a racist. And then be like, wait there. What if the opposite was true? They are absolutely like not one racist part in them. This is something else that's coming out of being expressed. This is not actually from like a deep race, like, you know, essence of racism. And then what it immediately does is expand the possibilities that this person could actually be somewhere in between. And actually there's probably more, more to the story. You know, there's more aspects. It's like um, not so defined it's not so like clear cut there's like usually a reason why people think the way they think or act the way they act we're not so rational we act very irrationally as humans all the time we don't think things through we don't really understand why we do things we it's it takes work to be conscious right and understanding of the way we are so it helps it helps dissolve um judgments and I would really wish this for the world right now because it feels like we're going into more and more 
divisiveness and opposition and identity politics. It feels very intense in many ways, but I hope more and more will be revealed and we allow ourselves to be humbled and be on the earth and be on this path. And I invite you, whenever we open up our medicine, is our nature journeys again, whenever tourism opens up, basically, whenever you're allowed to fly, um, the next seasonal change point, will I'll be here. I'll be holding this space. I'm on this path. It may be sober. It may be, you know, just with the land and with uh, cleansing and with ceremony and ritual, or it may be with a plant medicine. We'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm listening to the guidance now, not getting myself out of the way, getting my own blocks and ideas of what is right or wrong and just trusting this journey and thank you for listening to all of my rambles, my uh, my lack of sleep state where I have no idea what's coming through my mind and, and I'm like, that like ah, should I be saying this, should I be talking about this, I don't know, I'm going to let it go. I'm sending so much love to wherever you are in the world, hoping this gives you permission to be more who you are, to be more on your path, to let go of any fear of what the world thinks, of what any of those perceptions are, and allow it, allow it, because it can be the medicine they need, right, to see there's more than right and wrong, that there's everything in between, perhaps us just stepping into our truth and our and who we are, this allows for this to also dissolve and um, us all to become wiser on this path and this journey. I, again, sending so much love to wherever you are in the world.